I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the SG Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. Come on, season three. Let's get physical. Oh, wow. Physical. <laughs> Let's get physical. Oh, All right, I, I, I want to hear your body talk. Okay. Body talk. Okay, okay, you're really feeling it. Um, so, Sam Joe is wearing a t shirt that says, Unsex Me Here. Yes. Ooh. You know where that's from? No. Hello, it's Shakespeare. 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 <laughs> it's Lady Macbeth. She was like, "Unsex oh. me here." Whoa. I'm guessing I may have never actually watched Macbeth perform. But okay, I love yeah, it. I love it's it. From okay. the play, you got so much character. Okay, now yeah. give me a voice, a dramatic reading of our title for the first episode of season three of the SG Boys. Wait, dramatic reading or sexy reading? They're both kind of like the same for you. No? Oh, okay. You are- Whoa, that's very rude. I have various levels, okay? I'm professional. Okay, let's talk about sex as the title of the episode. So how would you say it? Um, okay, how about I do dramatic and sexy? That was what I... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> let's talk. Sounds like you have diarrhea. <laughs> rude. Okay. <laughs> Some people like diarrhea with sex, okay? What? So, yes. Yeah. Okay, let's try again. Okay, so we'll go back and forth, okay? okay? okay. So you go on, I'll go on. Okay, okay go. Let's talk. About let's say it together. One, two, three. We are not going to talk about sex, just you and I, no. Um, the new format of the SG Boys on Season 3, as agreed upon, is that we are opening up Kennedy's seat for one of you to join in the conversation. It can be in an interview format, or you could join us and dive into the topic together. Today's SG Boy is... My good friend, Jensen Gabriel Tan! Hi! A.K.A. Jen Real. I am Sam Joe's favorite neighbor, according to him for now. Okay. <laughs> Not for long because he's flying off to London. So Aww. like yeah. We literally caught him like two days before his flight takes off. Oh What are you going there um, for? So I'm going there to do my masters. In in uh in science. Sexology. Sam Joe made me listen to the podcast and you know as his neighbor I feel very obliged to do it if not he keeps uh, harping on it every time we go for supper <laughs> that is not true no that he always true. says that I'm not a supportive friend why I don't listen to the podcast and now you're on the podcast <sighs> I know yeah. <laughs> what a turn of events I swear I'm not twisting his arm on this one like he voluntarily came on because we knew we were going to talk about sex and we just wanted like you know another third person here to bounce off yeah. preferably someone who is very familiar with sex oh, and really? so I just went through my Rolodex of friends and I was like Jensen Gabriel Tan yeah sounds about right sex yeah I'm sure it's him. not the most uh, available one in proximity <laughs> <laughs> well I know that you have your fair share of sex and I know that you have a lot of opinions about 
your sex capades, some of which you've shared with me. Oh, like like how so, they must end in 45 minutes. Exactly, your 45-minute rule. Yeah. We do want to preface this conversation by saying that we don't represent everyone across the LGBTQ plus spectrum. We are three gay men mm-hmm. with stories to tell, um, some experiences that we want to share and reflect out loud with you. And we would like to hear your stories as well. If you're comfortable, always hit us up on Instagram at the SG Boys. Sex means different things to different people, right? Like, you know, some people may feel awkward about it. Some people may live and breathe it, mm. you know? Maybe just so it's like tabula rasa and everything. Like, yeah. what is our definition here at this table? What is our definition of sex? <laughs> are we are we just talking purely anal or is it going to be like... Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> or is it... Um, inclusive of like right fun in. like oral like what 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 I think sex is a little bit of everything right as long as it's part of like sexual activity that is under the umbrella of sex I don't think like kissing kind of counts cuddling sometimes can be a little bit sexual as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah kissing itself may not be sex sex but I would argue that it's so important for sex it's a supplement that's to, just yeah. me that's just me I'm not sure about you what do you think Jensen um, what's your definition you know if I'm into the person and I think a lot of kissing would ensue but I personally cannot cuddle because uh, physically if I cuddle with someone for too long uh, my hand will go numb because I have like scoliosis mm. Okay. so if my body is like <laughs> on top of someone for too long like my hand will get numb and then like I, ca- I just can't deal with it <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the fact that you have scoliosis because I also have mouth scoliosis, right? It's when they get you to, yeah. it's when the doctor gets you to like bend over and oh yeah. my god, this sounds so sexual, but I swear it's not. When you're in primary school, the doctor asks you to bend over, take off your shirt and then ask you to bend over. And then what? No, they <laughs> put the scoliometer on, t- on yeah, your body. To make sure to see how flat your back is, like wait, wait, whether get, or not get, it's uneven. Get to your point. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, Josh, Josh, honestly, Josh, she need to take the scoliosis test. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe he has scoliosis also. So I can join you <laughs> lot. <laughs> anyway, I'm not laughing at the fact that Jensen has scoliosis. I'm laughing at the fact that what has your arm going numb under a person got anything to do with your scoliosis? No, no. So I can't cuddle with a person for too long. What has that got to do It's just with uncomfortable scoliosis? for him. Yeah. That's, yeah. But, but is your arm going numb? Like, it happens to people without scoliosis also. Like within like 10 seconds, I can't feel my arm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you scoliosis like is yeah, sitting it's on, your on my nerve. nerve. Oh, never yeah. s- oh, okay. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not yeah. a doctor. Yeah. So I also have this thing that as a gauge, we should just stay for sex at a person's place for not more than 45 minutes, or maybe around there, because you know we have better things to do in life, and sex is just one part of it. No. So you have like a timer? Oh, of course not. I mean, internally, you know, you kind of block book yourself for the session. You free up your schedule. It's probably like one or two hours, but actually you only need like 45 minutes, right? And then you get out. It's not a hard and fast rule. It's just like sex is just one of the many things. You just kind of make it sound like it's a chore. Like, as in like, I mean, I'm not sure if if what you're telling me Mm. is that you enjoy sex, but you also don't kind of like prioritize it in a way that if... 
it's, it's kind of like food you know because like yeah. some people are like they'll just like meal prep for the re- rest of the week yeah. and just be like i do like food but like i'm more concerned about the nutrition and stuff yeah. whereas some people are like i want every day to be a little bit different i want to like mm. nourish my no it's like a maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of situation where phys- physiological needs are at the bottom tier and if you stay more than 45 minutes you're probably at the love the intimacy oh. the third tier level you know what is maslow's hierarchy of needs is that psychology so yeah, so it's more like psychology, but it's basically like used in marketing as well. Something about this Russian American uh, called Abraham Maslow's actually coined up these like five tiers uh, of needs. Because like it's physiological, which is like your food. Then I think second one is like safety and security. And then the third one is love or like intimacy, family. Top is self-actualization. So Means like enlightenment, nirvana. Oh, so where does sex fit in on this hierarchy? This I think it kind of depends, right? Because sometimes people are more primal. So it becomes like something that's very physiological, right? You need it, right? If not, you, you can't live without it, right? Mm. Yeah, but some people just crave like a certain intimacy. So it's probably on the third tier. Since Jensen brought up the hierarchy of needs and everything, Mm. where is sex for you here? Because I have my answer, but I want to know about you, Josh. It's not very high up. It used to be pretty high up. I'll be honest with you. It used to be pretty high up because I attached a lot of my worth or my masculinity because beauty for me isn't so much just sort of superficial, but it's also like functional in a sense where I can be beautiful but I want to be beautiful to you and I want to I don't know turn you on yeah like I I, I take a lot of I take a lot of like um, pleasure and pride in in being great in bed, for example, right, you know, right. and and for me, was sex that was flex. <laughs> was that an attempt I, I, at flex? I don't know. Do you get people to rate you? Well, no, but like, see, like by and by having sex, it would be sort of my exercise of that. Mm. That yeah, I'm pleasuring you. You're enjoying it. So it, it was that for a while. Now mm. it's not so much. Now I'm starting to sort of realize that. If you need to wake up at 7 a.m. tomorrow, we don't have to do anything. That's completely fine. Please go and sleep. It's not a gauge of where we are in our relationship, at least for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like I also have to put on the table the fact that I'm in a relationship and it's a close relationship. It's just the two of us. My relationship with sex has now been morph to stop doing that you do no, i knew he was gonna do that jensen, <laughs> always, like jensen always does the heart shape with his hands and get all cutesy yeah so like sex is sex for how we handle sex it's very different from how things were when i was single and speaking of single hey <laughs> hey <laughs> Yeah, both of us, right? Yeah. I mean, to answer the question where in the hierarchy of needs, like, it oscillates a lot. Like, sometimes it would be somewhere in the love and intimacy realm. Mm. I don't think it's ever gone to, like, self-actualization. <laughs> Except maybe when I'm jerking off. Um, but, but there's, a, there's, there's relevance oh, there. Oh, so my get, God. I'll get to that. I'm just saying sometimes, like, you know. and I'm self-actualizing. And sometimes, yeah. I know I need to wake up at 7am but I really need to get this out of my system yes and I really need someone to do the deed do the deed with yes like you know and at some point like you know your hand even though it's been that constant companion for many years and hopefully many years more it doesn't quite scratch that itch (laughs) yes thank you Jensen you're just reading my mind we're neighbours for a reason yeah exactly exactly just neighbours back to my point about jerking off I swear I had a point I'm just trying to say talking about our relationship with sex like you know has evolved over the years right I would take all of us back 
and I'm sure it would apply to both of you as well as you know coming of age teenage boys that was our first like you know exposure in terms of understanding mm. our bodies and that like, oh my god it actually there's this sensation called an orgasm right that feels mm. good years down the road when I eventually first had sex like you know I was like oh it doesn't have to be uh, just me it can also be a time to enjoy with someone else and right. you can take your time with it you don't have to rush through things actually it can feel better if you wait a little bit you know what I mean it's like when you're very thirsty are you talking about edging? <laughs> not specifically but yes <laughs> no but you go from masturbating to sex that jump mm. is a very huge leap you have to factor in another person Right. Mm. And till this day, I feel like I'm still figuring out. And depending on who you meet or who you do it with, mm. that changes all the time. Yeah. And, you and how you're telling me all this, it, it seems like... I've had a lot of sex. Because <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's sex as an activity that you're experiencing and exploring with yourself and then with another person. Because when you said it can be blank, I thought you were going to say it can be beautiful because like that was the shift for me where initially sex was sold to me through sort of pornography um and and oh that's like the the rebellious thing to do and then it went to oh it's actually beautiful and and intimate and it can be these things only like sort of the exploration of sex and be like oh we can try this and see if that turns you on and, and find all the different spots and stuff like that all that came like like a little bit after i feel when I was like watching porn at that age and discovering what sex was, how it's done, discovering my body, honestly, it's a lot of stress, at least for me, for my, for my story, when I kind of look back at it, my journey with sex, so much at the start was feeling very insecure with my body because I didn't look like the porn stars, mm. feeling very insecure about, well, is this kind of guy going to go out with a guy like me? If I were to go on an app to like hook up with someone because I would have all these urges, right? Um, instead of trying to understand it, I would like, I would try to go for the guy who looked the most like the guy in the porn video mm. without even thinking about like, do I know this person? I want to get to know this person so we can enjoy sex together. It was more of, I want to be in this porno. I mean, I have this sort of this theory as well that I think a lot of gay men also go to the gym and they work out like crazy because they also look at the porn that they're watching and they think this is how I have to look like. And in order for me to be in a relationship that is something to aspire for, I need to date someone who looks like that and be seen with someone who looks like that. Essentially just actually jerking off rather than having sex with another person because they're hooking up with an image of what they want for themselves rather than someone else. I mean, I, I, it's just, I'm just thinking out loud, right? But like when I think back about sex, so much of it was just, I, I, I'm at war with my body. I'm, I'm told to enjoy sex. I'm supposed to be having sex like everyone else. It just took time for me to like go back and be like, okay, uh, let me try to understand this more. I just find it very fascinating that you were able to look at sex as just sex, you're hooking up with someone else and like, oh, let me explore your body. You can explore my body so comfortably because like that to me sounds so nerve wracking. Mm. I think yes and no. Honestly, for me, sometimes the lines are very blurred. Like, you know, and that's just life, right? It's not black and white. There are a lot of gray areas. Um, sometimes you think this is going to just be a hookup. Then you end up 
meeting the guy like for more meals and then yeah. like you know you're like what is this like you know could we maybe be in a relationship now true story by the way right I'm sure many of us can also relate to that that kind of like no strings attached start but then yeah. Yeah. romance starts to come in and you get all kind of intertwined and entangled yeah. Yeah. right and there's also the flip side where like you know oh you have such a good conversation great dates like you know then after the sex oh the person disappears because mm. they already got what they needed from you in the conversations that I have with all of my my gay friends, that's like a recurring thing that we always talk about. Yeah. yeah. I really like this guy. We had an incredible night together. Yeah. I gave a part of myself and I felt like he gave something special to me and then he just left yeah. and yeah. vanished. Yeah. And 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 that has then tainted sex for this group of people. Mm, that that, that very, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. That's why I think that, you know, sex is just an activity. No, you can get to know each other out of the bedroom. Yeah, but it can be more like what you've said, Samjo. It doesn't have to be, right? And some nights or some days you are just more able to compartmentalize, mm. I feel. like, And I don't speak for everyone. Oh, like, no, you know, I, I agree. I agree. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you talk about um, why people do certain things also um, aspire towards a certain body type or like are very influenced by maybe pornography or whatever. There is a component of sex, whether you like it or not, that is physical. It is a physical act. Yeah. Right? For some people, there's that Venn diagram where that physical overlaps with emotional. Then that's yeah. where it gets tricky because that's when heartstrings are being tugged. Yeah. After a while, like, what am I going to do with, like, you know, washboard apps? I mean, they're great to touch and, like, look at and to feel. Yeah. And there are lots of things you can do with it and on it. But <laughs> after a while, like, you know, the novelty will wear off. And then what? what is left? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not... By the way, I'm not shitting on, like, hot bots or whatever, Yeah, you're, right? you're like, just you talking know. about, like, your... Just, the, the deepening of your understanding of what fuels the sex. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. the washboard abs and, and um, them looking like the porn stars can work with the fantasy that you want to be in during that 45 minutes, right? Uh, or it can also be uh, a moment where you think, okay, maybe I want my sex to be something a little bit more intimate and, and maybe I wasn't just craving the orgasm. Maybe I was craving the intimacy, someone to just lie down mm. with for a while just to have a chat because... You you miss just physical contact. You just miss the touch. It's a sense, right, that mm. we have. Touch is very important, I think. Yeah. So so there were periods of, of my sex life that were like, oh, yeah, it was great. But then there were also a lot of times where I know I was completely like, so you're horny and then you're on Grindr or you're on Jack or one of these apps and you're or you're going through sort of the people that you have slept with where it was great and you've kind of developed a, okay, we can hit each other up where it's like comfortable. We understand each other's bodies well enough and there's no kind of like break the ice kind of thing or you feel comfortable with them, right? And you spend so much time trying to have all that just to have that orgasm at the end and then you have that clarity, this strange clarity that you feel yes. after your orgasm and you're like... Wow, I just spent the whole afternoon just trying to hook up. Yes. Or I behave in a certain way in bed where I'm just like, maybe that deserves a second look at how I treat other people or how I treat myself. Or, wow, where am I in my life, right? So it's these kind of moments through time that has caused that shift for me. And also, I got to admit as well, I think it's also very much a fear of an anxiety of like STDs and, you know, waiting for your results mm. um, that 
scare yeah. me, you know, and I, and I know that we've come so far fighting that stigma of STIs, but there's still that fear of if I contract something, how am I going to deal with it? How am I going to financially deal with it? How am I going to explain it to uh, my, my family? Will that out me? And, and, and I would Even be, explaining it to the doctor, right? Right. It's like, I, just, and, and like, I had a burning pee sensation. Okay. And then the doctor kept asking me like, so you don't have a UTI. What have you been doing? And I just like, mm, mm, uh, mm, mm. what have you been doing? It was what, a yeah, general what, question. Mm, so, mm. so I just like, cat mom was like, mm, nothing. Then, and he gave up like asking me, he was like, if you don't want to tell me, whatever. Um, this is a referral to the DSC at Kelantan Lane. Wow, he got like passive aggressive with you. Yeah, he did. Uh, and what was he really trying to ask you? He's just trying to ask like, have I been sleeping around or like? Shouldn't that just be the question? What's your sexual history? Yeah, and it was so long ago. I really like can't remember except for the point where he gave up talking to me and gave me a referral to DSC. It's not a comforting feeling being like yeah. if you have an STD and then you go to the polyclinic because you don't know what's going on yeah the fear is real <laughs> yeah there, and there's, there's the weight for the results and I just remember a couple of times where where, where the weight and the, the my, my mind going crazy just being so excruciating mm. that in those moments I told myself I'll never have sex again never have sex again and, and, and that then gets ingrained where I just become fearful of sex you know mm. and, and I think also reflecting on um, experiences in my life, things that I allow myself to experience when it comes to sex, um, how I treat people as well that confuse me. And these are conversations that are very, very important because I think when it comes to, especially with, with gay sex, right? Mm. We, number one, we've all kind of agreed on this podcast. We don't have a lot of representation. Mm. And when it comes to just typing gay sex on the internet, you're, you're going to, chances are you're going to go towards uh, pornography rather than a conversation mm. about it or information that you can understand mm. yourself and other people better. Yeah. So from pornography or the conversations that we have with each other, and we're all not that educated, yeah. we behave accordingly, yeah. right? So I, I think one example I can list is, so I'm more of a dominant person in bed, right? Mm. And I will be that way, right? And I would like check in on, on my partner and be like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Does it hurt? Everything. And, and like one time I got told off, like, stop asking me questions. Just fuck me. And I'm like, oh shit. Right. You know, but I actually think it's important to ask these conversations, yeah. you know, because we have also this sort of toxic culture of very dominant tops, I think, um, that force bottoms into doing things that they right. don't want to do. Yeah. Like they think they like humiliation. Yeah. Right? So, so there's this sort of gray area mm. that we exist in, in the bedroom sometimes when we don't have these conversations at the start, when we don't talk about sexual history, when we don't talk about what you enjoy, what you don't like. Mm. Um, and, and when no means no, you know, so I've had like experiences where I had to go back and be like, okay, let me go and check back in on this person was everything okay you know so there's just so much fear and anxiety when it comes to sex that i've had to honestly just repair what sex is for me mm, i'm sorry mm. to go on to this like whole no, like no. No. if it's called fun and you're not having fun it's really just not great sex uh, right mm, yeah back to the root word of it all and fun of course is lingo for sex or sexual encounter right like on which, like dating apps and stuff yeah which we will definitely get more into in a bit <laughs> yeah um, but I wanted to, I mean, the two of you reminded me of this, Josh, you brought up sexually transmitted diseases and Jensen, you talked a little bit about coercion and it brings me back to actually 
my early days, I was actually making a lot of like very poor choices. Like, you know, and a lot of the fear actually came, that came after sex came about because I didn't feel like I was like well informed before agreeing to meet a guy and doing stuff with a guy. It led to very poor decisions, I will say in retrospect now. And I'm sharing this, hopefully someone out there is listening and might, might, it might help someone out there. I made poor decisions like, you know, um, not using condoms with strangers or even something as simple as like not agreeing what our boundaries were in the bedroom, mm. right? What is each person's expectation out of tonight, for instance? Yeah. Where are we going to go and where are we not going to go? Yeah. I rushed into a lot of things and because it was just about having that feeling of euphoria and it's about like, you know, getting that orgasm at the end of the day. But now in retrospect, I look back on that and I go like, oh my goodness, I really dodged many bullets mm. on the way. I just didn't know it. And I think it goes back to what you talked about. It's like, we don't have these conversations enough, right? You know, yeah. we don't, uh, you know, kids are not being taught this yeah. in school. You know, um, sexual education is like, you know, quite lacking in many areas. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, obviously there is sexual education, but for gay people like us like I you mean, know. no but I mean just simply like how to put on a condom and for the longest time like they didn't teach that mm. there is something to be said about if this is your first time and you're in a bedroom with someone else you don't want to look like a noob so <laughs> for some people they just in the spirit of going with the moment and not coming across as like a noob or a loser or whatever they just go Mm. Rather than me trying to figure it out on the spot and like maybe betray the fact that I'm new to all of this, mm. I'm just mm. going to go without a condom. I'm yep. just going to go like, you know, because mm. this guy's making me feel good anyway. Yeah. Old so pornography that you're watching, these, they're not wearing condoms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there are all these risks that we have taken. I'm sure I'm not the only one yeah. here, right? Like, mm. you know, I'm not talking about two of you specifically, but anyone who's listening, there's so many risks that we have taken at our own expense, you know, and actually looking back, it's kind of scary. If I had a chance to meet my younger self now, I would actually say that, okay, you know, go for it, but be smart about it. Be careful about it because that is so important. That's the only thing. At the end of the day, if anything happens to you, it's, it's, it's your body. Like, you know, it's your life. Like, take care of yourself. Like, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. And it's not just your body as well, right? It's, it's who you're sharing your body with. Mm. And, and I think with the point about sex education, it goes beyond understanding how a penis functions how a vagina functions it's how a penis looks how your penis may not look like this um how um how to treat each other when it comes to sex mm. uh behavior how do you talk to someone yes. how does the flirting process work uh where are the boundaries for yeah. all these different areas of sex it's not just the sexual activity itself and i like that we kind of started off with like what is sex because mm. even though we can kind of like scientifically define where sex starts and ends i think the moment you're horny you're already like you're <laughs> in that place you know you're, that that hunger starts that thirst starts and it's all part of uh, the entire experience of what sex is and you're absolutely right. It's been such a complicated history for myself. Absolutely. There are many times where I look back and I try to like make sense of the past to ensure that it doesn't roll into PTSD. A lot of the experiences that I've had that were just not right. That I wish I had been a little bit clearer because I felt like my mind was clouded in that state of mm. euphoria, like you said. Yeah. Um, and that, oh, I don't want to like stop this person 
from enjoying themselves or stop myself from enjoying myself. And um, like, I felt like I couldn't speak up or I couldn't get my partner to speak up, for mm. example. So I'm having all these kind of reflections right now with sex. And I, I want all of us to be better people. Mm. I want all of us to just be better people and how we treat each other and how we respect ourselves. And and I know I knocked uh, pornography earlier on, right? I'm not like completely knocking it and saying like, I don't take enjoyment from pornography. I'm just saying that there's got to be more than pornography. We got to have these kind of conversations more often, not to like destroy and hurt each other, but, but to better understand each other, mm. right? Because I, 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 there are a couple of experiences for me where I felt like I was in a situation where I, I felt like... Damn, I should have said something, you yes. know, and I, and there was sometimes where I did and it like scared me and I don't, I'm not angry at any of these sort of people. I'm just like, wow, I wish I knew it could go like that, right. you know? Uh, and, and it took that phone call, mm. that scary phone call to your friend that you can trust, who's not going to like make you feel ashamed of yourself or embarrassed about yourself to like talk about something and then be like, okay, actually, yeah, I'm not going to allow shame to sort of permeate and to metastasize and affect the rest of my life mm. i'm I, sorry i took this so dark i'm just like no no no, no. i mean right? i mean like the tldr is just like open communication and finding someone that you trust as a support system right yeah yeah and mm. learning how to put a condom basically on. yeah <laughs> put, put on a condom and not all condoms fit there are all these things that we can discuss when it comes to sex was that another flex from joshua simon <laughs> XL. I'm just, Joshua Seven XL. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that Connor doesn't always fit. That is the quote of the day. On that topic, what do you not like in bed? Pet peeves or yeah, yeah, or or like what you don't like people to do to you. Hashtag Let's talk about sex. This is back to that song again. Mm. Salt and pepper. Exactly that salt and pepper. I don't like mixing food with sex. Mm. I don't understand how people can be like, "Ooh, we're gonna bring like a." <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna bring a brownie to the bedroom with some ice cream. Like, no, 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 no. Like, when I'm eating, I'm eating. What? I think Don't it dangle any hot. of your parts no, near me. No sushi. <laughs> Get those nuts out of my face. <laughs> but seriously, don't you think it's. I actually find like food quite hot. Like, you know, you can be. It can literally be literally hot. In- like, it's not a good idea to do <laughs> it in the kitchen. If there are utensils around, any yeah. sharp objects. It's like, don't bake naked, right? If you don't wanna burn something. Yeah, what? <laughs> I think food can be a very useful tool and like such a turn on like especially for foreplay like have you not seen that Sex and the City movie scene where it's Kim Cattrall There's waiting th- for the guy to come and like fuck her and then she's just covered her naked body with like strategically placed sushi you know have there's you also that? the Tiffany Haddish movie where she told someone to use a grapefruit yeah. and it burned someone's dick yeah yeah and I'm just like what if I enjoy the sushi too much and I'm just like I need wasabi <laughs> No. Like, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I cannot. No. To no. each his own. One man's meat is another man's poison, as they say. But if you're gonna experiment, just freaking be smart about it and like don't play fire unless you know you really have the fire extinguisher on hand, right? Okay, so we get that Josh doesn't like food. Yeah. In bed, although I don't see how Hershey's chocolate syrup can be hot. No, Hershey syrup tastes disgusting. When on a dick, no. No. You don't think no. it's okay, no? no. 
Okay. Or how about like when someone is chewing on something and then you kiss them and then they transfer the food to you? <laughs> no! Oh my gosh! No. Hygiene, hygiene! What? What do you mean by hygiene? You're some people like, like yeah. exchanging saliva and everything. Some people do enjoy that though, like the whole like sharing Char- of cherry, the food. Right? And ch- yeah. yeah! I think it can be hot. <laughs> is there like a certain body part that you're like don't touch me I don't get turned on there I've had like okay. experiences where like the guys really likes it when you lick their ears no don't do that to me but like random areas and you're yeah. just like oh okay this turns you- your eyebrows <laughs> it's like you know like I can be a very ticklish person in general but it depends on the angle at which you go at certain parts of my body it's not so much a pet peeve as it is like it makes me very giggly and then I feel like when I start laughing it takes you it out of, of the, it, the experience yeah and then it becomes like sort of like a boner killer moment but I do have pet peeve in terms of like the other person I feel like if someone has really bad breath mm. or like body that, odor um, yeah that that is unfortunately kind of a deal breaker because mm. like you know I also enjoy kissing and I feel like if I'm kissing I try my best I can hold my breath I can breathe through my mouth there's only so much breathing through your mouth you can do when you're kissing someone mm. so chances are you have to use your nose and then when you pick up on a certain scent that isn't like I said pleasant. you don't want to mix food and sex someone's like oh I can smell your lunch <laughs> exactly you can smell your garlic bread that's different that's if it's pungent and if it's you know fermented and Rachel like, is cringing at the back and, and walking and around in circles yeah. <laughs> please Lord Rachel very experimental in bed one right Rachel <laughs> Jensen, what is something that like is a major turn off for you in bed? Oh, I am super vanilla. Okay, I don't like to be pinned down. I don't like to be held up. <laughs> I don't like to be choked. I don't like to be like hit. No, 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 no. Don't lick my ears. I ever had like an ear infection from someone licking my ears. <laughs> ah! Jensen has many holes. <laughs> Alright, can we talk Quote about Quote of the day Quote of the day Now, can we talk about The walk of shame Oh my god, oh my god. Why are you pointing at me? Very rude Very rude Well The walk of shame is the walk after sex You're ejected from the situation You gotta take that walk home To the bus stop, to the train And that walk of shame. So my advice for anyone who has to take the walk of shame is to have a shower first. Like before you leave? Yeah. Some people won't let you use their shower. Oh, that's fuck them. That's so rude. So you're just going to be like, hi, can I use your shower? Then how are you going to clean up? Oh, Jensen has to clean up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because like- he's a sloppy ass gay. <laughs> <laughs> or like you just want to be like super clean when you step out, right? Yeah, like of you course. Just wanna, okay. The shower will help you feel better about it. Like yeah, rejuvenated. definitely. Like you, you don't feel tired when you walk out of the house, right? Because you take a shower. And in that moment when you're in the shower, that's when you learn a lot about the person that you just slept with by their shampoo bottles, what they use for their face. Mm, it was like, like oh. how fucking bougie they are, right? It's like, okay, this shower or like mm. this guy has not done his laundry in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, uh, if you were to think back at a walk of shame, have you ever been on one of these walks? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. What, what do you want to know? What was that experience like for you? I mean, the many walk of shames that I've done, for better or for worse. One kind when you wake up in the morning and like the sun is just too bright and you wish you had brought shades and like contact lens solution. 
because you just slept with your contact lens you just woke up and you honestly are stumbling your way to the bus stop <laughs> because you're like oh last night I already kept there already oh so God. try to save some money <clears throat> so you're stumbling your way to the bus stop you're trying to squint at like is that my bus and then you realise that fuck my contact lenses are too dry that is, that is um, the truth that we never yeah. ever yeah. talk about <laughs> it's the realness the, the no, but, realness but Samjo you stay over I actually like staying over if the feeling's right oh yeah why why you look at me like that? I'm not in and out like you, Mr. 45 Minutes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of us just take the bus. Especially if it's late at night already, I'm just like... I do like the feeling of like waking up next to someone. It's not a must, but it can be quite uh, romantic. Again, it really depends on, on, mm. on who I'm with. Like, there's some people also, which is the other type of walk of shame that... I've done where it's like I need to get a fuck out of here I need to make an excuse and in some cases I'm like I'm low-key fearful of my life um (laughs) yeah I just felt like you know this is a bit creepy or whatever um or I felt very used by that person like you know was a catfish but I was too drunk and horny and I just went ahead with it anyway Mm. coming to terms with like what has just happened and everything as I'm sobering up and then going like what the fuck did I just do and yes he actually let me use his toilet but (laughs) as I was washing up I was like oh my god I'm gonna regret this Yes. I'm gonna regret this oh. And to this day I still regret it Like mm. it's one of those things I, I'm yeah. sorry to have Like yeah. asked you To go back To that memory Yeah I often think back On that moment And I go like Ugh Why am I so weak Like you know I could have just Settled with a hand job What That was your <laughs> that, that was your <laughs> takeaway no, no, From sorry. that Sorry Hand job's the wrong word I could have I could have just settled With a jerk off That's what I meant <laughs> And I didn't have to like Involve you know. anyone else or put yourself through this. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't have to halfway on route go and pump petrol because, like, you know, may not make it all the way there. That kind of thing. And the whole like being afraid for your life thing is real, especially if you're overseas in a different country and yes. you're just yes. hooked up with someone oh and you're like, where the hell am I? Oh my god! How do I get back to my hotel? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I oh have god. experienced oh my this. God. Oh my god! In the suburbs of Melbourne. <laughs> So this guy like sent Uber to pick me up. Something else happened and I never met this person but I was in the middle of the suburbs in Melbourne. I ended up with this person's friend at McDonald's and I actually screamed at the guy. It's like, I don't care, get me back to the city. And then he, he I think he was quite broke, basically uh, called me an Uber back like after McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. I was like worried he was going to like let you hitchhike. No, so, but he let me drive his car to McDonald's. <laughs> wow. So, Based off Sam Joe's stories, don't be intoxicated when you're thinking about sex. I think that's one thing. Yeah, it could work in your favor. Like, you know, a little bit of wine never hurt nobody. And it right. could put you, it could be an aphrodisiac also. Sure, but you, you want to be in a state of clarity, especially if you know that the odds might be against you. Like if you're overseas, yeah. you're in an area that you may not, like yeah. you don't have certain friends that you can call immediately yeah then you might want to lay off on these yeah don't mix like food alcohol enjoyment with each other that's what I feel I have a story you reminded me Jensen I have a story and this one I really was like Damn scared. I was in New York. Last couple of nights, why not, right? And like, um, not a bad idea. Usually when you're a tourist, you're quite popular because like they've never seen you on the apps before. Why not? 
I went to this guy's place. It was quite late at night, but there were still some subways running. He lived in this kind of like big house that he rented one of the rooms in. Mm-hmm. And he was on the bottom level, right beside the main entrance. And you could tell that it was a bigger house with other rooms that other people were, were living in. Right. He opened the door and then I was like, oh, firstly, fuck, like, you know low-key catfish can tell the photo was him but it was a very misrepresented photo so i'm sorry to be shallow but it is a hookup after all right this one actually still gives me like still makes my heart race and not in a good way he doesn't really look like how he looks like but i'm already here a little bit tipsy and a little bit horny never mind lah just just go ahead with it and see how it goes the most at the very least and this is what i tell myself sometimes in order to like psych myself to make myself believe that the trip is worth it I'm like, at the very least, I can make a new friend. <laughs> you know? But this guy cannot. Got into his room, started making out a little bit, but I wasn't really in it. I was just going along with it. And so I thought maybe if I closed my eyes, I could get this over and done with. And the lights were quite dim. And then I think at some point, we both took off our shirts. So that's fine. Like, you know, that's how things usually go. But thankfully, before the pants came off, to my credit... As we were kissing, the side of my eye caught like a CCTV on his ceiling at the corner. <gasps> so I was like, I put away, I immediately was like, why do you have a CCTV? And he was like, oh, like, you know, it's the landlord's like, you know, um, it's, it doesn't work, don't worry. Then he tried to pull me in and kiss me again. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. I think oh, I'm a bit tired, actually. Why don't we like, you know, continue in a bit? Like, and I just want to cuddle. So in my mind already, I was... Mm. I was like, fuck, 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 I need to get out of here. No matter what, the fact that there's a camera pointing at me, I don't yeah. care if it's a fake camera, yeah. I don't feel safe and secure anymore. I need to get the fuck out of here. And like you said about Mariah Carey and how everything goes back to her, if there's a camera up in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I best not catch the flick on YouTube. YouTube. Exactly. So you oh ran? I felt like Mariah Carey. <laughs> I was like, no, I couldn't run out because it was very rude. And then again, uh, not my house. And I wasn't sure. I don't think he would have whipped out a gun or anything. I don't think he was that dangerous. He didn't strike me as a dangerous person. Instead, he struck me as some like otaku, foreign exchange student kind of. I felt like his explanation was very iffy. Mm. I was like, no, I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, you know, there's no way I'm going to get like all intimate with you. With that risk on cam. My face and my body and everything and all my, you know, jiggly bits (laughs) out. Like, you know. You didn't sign up for cam sex. (laughs) Yeah, I did not. I most certainly No, but even if it wasn't his, it could be his landlord recording him, you know? Yeah, exactly. So he was like trying to convince me that it wasn't a working camera. So, So I basically, my mind was already racing. I need to think of a way to get out. So, I made this excuse where I'm gonna say I'm going to the toilet and then actually go out. The problem was the main entrance, like I said, the main door was right beside his room door. So he would definitely have heard me opening the main door. So, you know what? I'm not gonna be that person. Also, how I feel if, like, you know, if someone came to my place for hookup. And I also gave him the benefit of doubt. Like, maybe he is just a good person. It's just that he catfish and may or may not be filming me. I told myself, like, I'm not gonna lie to him. I'm just gonna be honest. I think it was like after 30 minutes, cause I was just running through all the different options in my mind, how to extricate myself safely. I said, hey, I think actually uh, I need to go. I need to go. And he was like, oh, why? Like, um, you can sleep here. Uh, did I do anything? I'm like, no, you didn't. But like, you know, um, I just, I, I do have to be somewhere early tomorrow morning. And I would prefer if I went back to the apartment that I was staying in. Put on my jacket and everything because it was quite cold. Walked out. And I wasn't sure if he was going to come after me. 
So I immediately ran off in just a random direction. I didn't even know if that was the path that would take me home. Meanwhile, I was turning on the app and I was blocking him. I think at at that point, like the trains had already stopped running. So I just walked all the way back. (gasps) Oh my God. But my heart was like, because it wasn't so much that like, I, I thought that he was going to kill me or anything, but I just felt like this person didn't make me feel safe. It was, it just felt very deceitful from the get go. There was just a couple of elements in there that made you feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you listened to it and you're not holding it against this person, right? Because you yeah. don't know like sort of his side of the story, but I think the most important lesson that we got from here was listening to yourself in the moment. You know your body and you will be sharing it with this person for mm-hmm. how, however long and you knew that this is not going to make me feel comfortable. Also then respecting that person, you don't want to share your body with this person and have that person experience something with you if they're knowing that you're not in it and you're not present as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes my problem is I don't like to disappoint people. I, I sometimes do have a problem saying no, right? It's almost like you get there and you realize that person's a catfish. I've definitely gone ahead and done it anyway yeah. and really regretted it. Yeah. Till now I kick myself for it because, because I didn't have the guts there and then to say no. Yeah. It could have been a lot of things like maybe I didn't feel safe or maybe just like, you know, I I had my own physical needs to fulfill for that night. And, and at the same time, I also wasn't sure what his reaction was going to be. So rather than it being awkward, let's just go with it, you know. You're trying to make excuses for yourself and for the situation, right? Yeah. That comes with, with the whole process of sex also, right? Like, especially if you're meeting someone that you're not familiar with, it's, mm-hmm. you're already taking a risk. Don't ever forget that it could very well be it could go a psycho s- killer on the other side. <laughs> I was going to say, oh. it could go south in a... You, you, you fall went psycho killer. Okay. <laughs> it could be a creep. Listen to your gut. Respect yourself first, like, and respect your own boundaries. And I think if you're polite about it also, there's nothing much that that person can do. Communicate transparently first, yeah. clearly, and be firm about it but I, I also like that you brought up how you know you were making excuses because I think a lot of us do that because of what we discussed earlier about how sex is tied into all these different parts of who we are right it's uh, I, I don't want to make you feel bad about your body or you or my body there are all these different parts you know that sex is kind of linked to that we feel like we can make excuses for it and we all through our lives have done that made excuses in these situations and went through it which is why we have these kind of stories to tell even when it comes to say your physical needs and stuff like that sometimes you need time on your own to work out what attraction and beauty and all that means to you before going into a situation and be open to experiment before tapping on that app even what is it that you one out of that app tonight perfect segue to what we agreed to discuss a little bit about some terms on uh, the gay dating apps uh, so jensen brought up one earlier on about fun and then there are these really weird bizarre terms that might pop up on your grinder for example i remember asking a, a queer friend of mine who was like don't you know what that means i'm like oh i really don't like what chill do you want to chill oh. right and i was like oh. <laughs> It's not the Netflix and chill, chill. Right, but I, it's I, the sniff glue and chill, chill. Yeah, so it's like a, it, it's linked to drugs, right? And yeah. I didn't even know that was, I didn't even know that was like a normal, yeah. that was like a thing that everyone kind of knew and understood. Because when I heard it, I was like, oh, we're going to go chill, like at a cafe or something, right? So I'm talking about cafes. So and you then, said, Josh said, sure, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, but what was the response after you said, sure? This one person actually 
explained a little bit about it, right? Oh. And it's this sort of culture that it's not just here in Singapore, not just here in Asia, around the world as well. This dangerous trend of chemsex, C H E M, not C A M. Well, that's like another dangerous guy. kind yeah. of sex. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely baffling for me when yeah. I learned about that and and how in that state yeah. removes that kind of inhibitions that you would have or reservations on sex, especially when it comes to using protection mm-hmm. and you you risk losing yourself in yes. that state of what you want what you need you know who you mm. are how you want to be treated how you want to treat other people and i think that's yeah. the scariest thing because this whole conversation about sex that we're having mm. what we want to give and what we want to receive yes yeah it's best to be fully conscious so that's why i said like oh don't drink when you're gonna have sex and don't 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 smoke up i mean for people who do and who are listening who do stay conscious because you know you never know what you're gonna do you never know where the condom is you never know whether you actually said you consented it goes down the rabbit hole what the three of us are doing here we're having a conversation about these stories and we have so many stories to tell and so many nuances that we can explore uh, when it comes to let's talk about sex and we'll continue to do so in this season we also love to hear from you some stories um, if you like to share some hit us up on Instagram if there are particular aspects of this conversation that you'd like for us to touch on or in some areas we might need a professional to provide some insight to the bedroom yeah I want to share like a one positive story about sex though that came to me when when you were talking about your New York horror story yes please Um, my heart is actually still like pounding Aww. right now a little bit no because I actually buried that in the story, deep recesses right? of my memory a lot of us do that with yeah. our like sexual experiences because that truly was like scary for me and then now I kind of like because your Melbourne story Jensen reminded me of that yeah and then we talked about I, I'm not proud of it yeah I'm not proud of this also but it happens sometimes shit happens to you so that's why we are saying like if shit happens and when shit hits the fan the least you can do for yourself is to be in a position to protect yourself yeah yeah. And and this helps this helps because these stories we've hit at the back of our mind for so long mm. because of shame. I know it's a scary thing to bring up these stories. It liberates us when we talk about it. We don't give it that kind of power anymore. We're in a different place. I want to share like a little positive story from New York, right? Yes, please. So I I went to New York. I've only been to New York once. I think I was like 25, 26. So it was a while back. And um, I was staying with my friend in Brooklyn. Uh, she wanted to introduce me to some of her friends. Uh, so so we hung out, went for dim sum. I met this one guy and we just like hit it off. We were talking about film and, and he he's an aspiring actor. I went to film school. So we were just like hitting it off. But I wasn't even thinking about a connection, a relationship or anything like that. I'm just like, this is my friend's friend. I want to get to know you. And we're just talking film while we're in New York. We're in Manhattan now. Um, he, he needed to stay over because we went to like a like a party at night mm. he needed to stay over <laughs> and not gonna lie i was just like control yourself i was attracted to him right and like it was like the the quiet moments in between the conversations I'm like oh crap i think i really like this guy and i don't want him to go and i don't want to go and i'm in new york but i gotta go back to singapore but i just wish i could be here for forever and i feel mm. like carrie bradshaw you know? <laughs> and, and and but i'm just like i i don't even dare to ask him if he's gay or not so i'm just gonna like suppress it and just focus on meeting new person right Mm. Uh, so when he stayed over my friend's apartment she only had like an extra one bed for me in the guest room so he ended up staying on the same bed as me and we ended up just talking and then like I just couldn't take anymore and I just said like 
I think I really like you. I know I just met you, but I just really like you. And then he didn't say anything. He just jumps on top of me. <gasps> and I was like, mind blown. And I'm like, <gasps> oh my gosh. Instantly erect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just met you. Is it? So I'm just like, I'm like, this is crazy. what movie am I in right now? This is so crazy. And he's so beautiful. Right. And we're having this incredible Ooh. moment where like the buildup was so intense, you know? And then, <laughs> and then we start making out. We take our clothes off. And then he's like, and then he tries to turn me over. And I'm like, wait, hold up. And I turn him back and I'm like, I'm a top. And then he's like, I'm a top too. And then we're like, oh. And then we lie back down and we're like, I still really like you. And he's like, yeah, I like you too. And then we just did other stuff and we just cuddle and we didn't let that stop us. We didn't let like sort of like the rules that we've been told where if you're a top, you need to find a bottom or we, we just took it as we're two people. We are enjoying each other's company and we didn't go all the way when it comes to sort of the conversation of sex. I mean, we did some stuff, but to me, that whole experience was sex mm. for me it had less to do about like ticking all these different boxes mm. it had less to do with like penetration or anything like that it was just i was with this person and we had this incredible moment together and the next day we we said goodbye and then he was like you know i'm gonna see you soon i know it and unfortunately it's been like six years i haven't been to new york and it's not gonna be anytime soon but i will also say this he is in a relationship right now because we stayed in contact through instagram and when i met him he was still not out yet you know mm. we kind of kept it from uh, our friend the next day we didn't say anything happened you know and now he's in a relationship and he's happy and he's also an activist now and i just feel so freaking happy for him mm. we experienced this incredible moment mm. you know which like when i think of some of the greatest sort of sexual experiences in my life like that was one moment nice. where i felt beautiful and i felt like i was with someone who was beautiful and we had like an, an intense connection through personality and passion and actually had very little to do with sort of the the act or what i've been told sex is supposed to be and it was just about touch oh that was such an incredible moment right sometimes one touch sometimes it's not about like who you're fucking but who holds your hand right oh i like that yeah Yeah. that is another quote of the night yeah Yeah. so sex isn't just fucking so that's our conclusion for for today sex (laughs) can be more than fucking i think that that's what what we should i because all of us kind of grew mm. up with sex is fucking yeah. and sex is a sexual activity. Mm. And here in Singapore with section 377A, it's sex is gross, indecent acts. Mm. Uh, and the, the stereotype that's perpetuated is that we're just all really promiscuous and we have no feelings, we have no personality. Mm. We're just like humping each other and, and it's all carnal. And, and I think what this conversation just adds to that is that it's not true. There are little hints it of it. It can be. And it can yeah, be. And but we might enjoy it sometimes. It, but it that, also yeah. can be all these other things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But even it's carnal based, right? The, even if it's just carnal, and even if you're at the physiological rung of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, <laughs> it's not wrong. Yeah. You know, it doesn't need to be emotional mm. or like making love to be right. You yeah. Know? yeah. It can be however way you like yeah. it. But the yeah. most important thing is to check in with yourself. And also you grow and change over time. Mm. Samja and I, our relationship with sex has shifted through time. Mm. Right. So, and it, and it took constant reflection to be like, how, how do I feel about this now? Yes. How do I feel about this now? Five years later, mm. you know, and, and listen to yourself, communicate, continue to share stories. And that's what we hope this podcast will encourage you to do i'm joshua simon i'm sam joe and we are 
the SG Boys, that little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only, and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.